About a year or so ago, there was a lot of talk, especially on the internet, regarding the possibility that we may be entering into what a number of saints had prophesied about back in the 19th and even 20th century, known as the three days darkness. It would be a time of uh, just unparalleled uh, cleansing, if you will, getting rid of, of sin and sinners and that. But it was a time of where you, were, you literally had to prepare yourself because there wouldn't be a whole lot of warring. There'd be one particular time of where uh, it would get unseasonably cold. Uh, The sky would take on a particular hue. I I won't go into it much. But in any event, when that happens, then get in your house, shut all the windows, make sure you can't see out, don't go outside, don't do anything. Don't even look out your window. Just go and pray and hope you have enough food. But it was very popular, and, and of course, obviously... There was a lot that was happening. We were in the throes of COVID. There was all the, the uh, riots and things that were going on. And people just naturally felt, you know something, maybe this is it. For those uh, who were familiar with the Garam Bandal uh, 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 narrative there, there was always the talk about the warning. But in both cases, it would not be the end. It is almost as if we were saying, Lord, please come down and kick our collective tails, but don't come definitively just yet. we got to get our act in order. Now, in our gospel today, Jesus is telling us that, yes, indeed, I will come again, and he will come as the Son of Man. That is not just some kind of, of nice way of saying his identity uh, and uh, with the, uh, the human race. He said he's coming as a judge. He's coming to bring the final fulfillment together of the kingdom. But of that time, we don't know. Now, I certainly don't dispute in any way, shape, or form any uh, prophecies regarding the three days darkness. Uh, After all, there were saints that had seen these things. But I think it goes to show that many times what happens is a lot of people seem to get focused in too much on what they interpret as signs. And these signs are telling you, hey, it's coming. The only problem is is sometimes it doesn't come. In fact, most of the time, it doesn't come. And then what happens? A lot of people are down on their faith. And Jesus is telling us, yes, there's going to be a lot of tribulation. There's going to be a a lot of things that are going to happen that are really going to shake you. But don't interpret those as necessarily being the end. And people at that time had a, lot to, had a lot of reason to believe that the end was coming, that Christ was going to be coming, he was going to come in their time. This generation, as Jesus said, there would be the time in 51, 52, when a number of Christians would be forcibly uh, uh, evicted out of Rome. Then there was the terrible fire of Rome that was started by Nero. Everybody pretty much knew it. But the problem was is that when Nero needed a scapegoat, he blamed that very strange new sect known as the Christians. We would see Saints Peter and Saint Paul martyred for the faith. Paul by the sword because he was a Roman citizen. Peter crucified upside down because he felt unworthy to die as his Savior did. And then there was the destruction of the temple. And even though these were Christians, They had been Jews. 
They still had that connection. So there was a lot for them to believe that it was coming. But the gospel says very clearly, do not panic. Do not lose heart. It is not yet the end. Do not forget that the Son of Man will come to inaugurate a new creation and gather all of the elect to himself. And the key there is all of the elect. There is probably a number of elect that have still yet to be gathered to the Lord. And so the question still remains then, well then tell us when is this going to happen? What sign is there going to be that all this is about to come to an end? But the strange thing is Jesus' answer doesn't give a whole lot of comfort, does it? Because he's not there to satisfy our curiosity. To know the day or the hour is no real true importance for salvation. In fact, we must absolutely know how to act when faced with the prospect of the coming of the Son of Man in those days that will remain undetermined. But he says, take a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes uh, tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. So when you see these various things happening, false prophets, famines, wars, persecutions, catastrophes of any and all kinds, these are only forerunners to the coming of the Son of God. Kind of, you might say, labor pains before the imminent birth. But we got to decipher them, which is not without risk. Because many times the first Christians waited in great impatience for the Lord, and we haven't been all that much more patient since. We all would want to see that time come when he will come for us. But even if we are not, uh, even, if, even if we are disappointed that it may not come in our time, that final coming, blessed, Saint, blessed John Henry Newman had a wonderful thing he once said. He said, I observed then that though Christians might be mistaken in what they took to be signs of Christ's coming, yet they were not wrong in their state of mind. They were not mistaken in looking out and that for Christ. Whether credulous or not, they only acted as one acts towards some person beloved or revered or admired on earth. I'd rather be he who, from love of Christ and want of science, thinks some strange sight in the sky, comet or meteor, meteor, to be the sign of his coming than the man who from more knowledge and from lack of love laughs at the mistake. So to scrutinize without anxiety but with attention to the signs uh, that the Son of Man is indeed coming reveals a faith that is at least awake, that hastens to see that day coming. But if this watchfulness slackens, and that's the danger also of saying, eh, It's not going to happen. We hear this always, constantly, whenever something bad happens. Be careful. That missionary ardor of gathering all the elect starts to cool. Sullenness sets in. It blocks out all apostolic boldness. And even prayer becomes something we just mutter quickly. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Our Savior will always be standing, knocking at the door of our hearts. It would be better for us to be wrong in our watching than to not watch at all.